John 21 After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No! He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Hello and Shalom. My name is Peter and I'm an apostle. Well, I might not look much like an apostle. That's because I'm a, I'm a fisherman by trade. Um, in a sense, I'm just a plain man, you might say. But listen here, I, I've not actually come here to talk about myself. I wish to actually tell you about what I could only describe as the greatest story that could ever be told. And I guarantee you that it's not actually like one of those, you know, fisherman tales that, you know, you often hear about, like, you know, when the guy says, you know, you know, you know that big, that, 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 that time when, when, I, when I caught that fish, you know, it was actually, it was actually this big, you know, when in reality it was, ah, actually, well, I mean, you know, Galilean tilapia, you know, they, they don't grow much beyond a cubit or so. Um, and I wouldn't actually mind, you know, as I think about it, you know, given my experience with these fish, of maybe even possibly having one of these fish named after me, you know, um, because everybody in Galilee know, knows me, you know, in fact, I'm known as Mr. Fish. Well, Simon Bar-Jonah is actually my name. That's me. Simon the son of Jonah. Now, 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 not to be confused with that, 
um, Jonah, you know, with the big fish and all of that, you know, um, that would actually, I think he was actually my great, great uncle or so, but, but you know, what I'm actually trying to tell you is this, we know fish, and we know fishing, you see, fishing is my business, in fact, it's been in my family for many, many generations, as a fact, you might have even heard of some of my fellow workers, you know, I mean, there's, there, there's my brother, Andrew, um, and then there's also um, James and John, you know, those those fiery brothers, you know, always arguing, always getting at each other, you know, who would work portside, who would work starboard, you know, until one day, you know, he spoke to them sternly and they had to bow to each other. But anyway, my story actually begins about three or so years ago. You see, we were going about our day-to-day -day business year within my hometown of Capernaum, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the community news, the grapevine was, was quite a buzz, you know, and, and, and there, was, there was news floating around of a potential messiah. One who would rid us of all our enemies, you know, especially these pesky Romans. Yet the reports were actually quite different, if I must say so myself. Um, it was kind of unusual, you know, because as the reports went, um, he was kind of following the line of an itinerant preacher, a kind of teaching a rabbi who, who rumor had it, actually was a bit of a miracle worker. So you can imagine my surprise when one day, while we were going about our day-to-day -day business here in Capernaum, uh, there suddenly was a buzz within our community. <coughs> First, I thought this was maybe a high-ranking official, maybe a Roman centurion, maybe even <coughs> one of those priests from, from Jerusalem. And that was when, right here, on our own jetty, he paid us a visit. And I don't know what it was, but he just arrived on the scene. His, his demeanor, his manner, was so gentle. Yet, even so, with a sense of authority, I mean, he just simply walked up to me and my brother and said, follow me and I will make you fish for men. <laughs> now, normally, being who I am, you know, I would bawl out with laughter, you know, I would, sorry, mate, only tilapia in this lake, maybe some catfish, now perch, maybe, but men? <laughs> no. Yet somehow, my normal foot-in-mouth disease just seemed to be healed. I said nothing, just dropped my nets and followed. And, <coughs> oy vey, was it a journey. I followed him. In fact, I did it with so much passion. 
There were times I would almost say, Hey, Jesus, I'll die for you. And tell you, I saw stuff with my own eyes. Hey, look, I mean, after that initial calling, um, it was a bit of a, an emotional high. Um, the point where, you know, I kind of became so caught up within within all of this that that I felt that there must be something really, really different and really special about this person. I mean, he did incredible things. Fed thousands of people. Even raised somebody from the dead, which I saw with my own eyes. And I became convinced. And on one occasion, I just <coughs> simply blurted it all out. You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Being who he was, he just briefly paused with a simple little smile and said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this is not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but but my Father in heaven. Wow! Did he just blow my mind right there? But it did not end, end there. Uh, while I was still staring like a fish on a hook, he went on. And he said, I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And then he went on with something about, you know, keys and the kingdom and binding and loosing stuff, you know. There was so much that I, I, I couldn't take it all in, you know. I was on top of the, of the world, man. Um, I was caught like uh, the big fish and, and, and I was not going to, going to let this one off the hook, you know, as they say. From that day on, it kind of became clear to everyone. I was his favorite. I was the main man. I was the captain of the boat. Nothing, simply nothing could take that glory away from me. Until, that is, that one fateful night. You see, it, it, it was the time of our great feast that we often celebrate. Preparing for the fast over, that, that feast of unleavened bread. And, and I kind of noticed that, that he had become quite somber, you know, he had become quite, quite serious. And nevertheless, you know, we, we all ate together very secretly um, on that night, um, which actually turned out to be our last supper. Um, and in the midst of that supper, he drops a bit of a bombshell. Out of the deep blue sea, he catches us and he says, One of you will betray me. 
Man talking about opening a basket of worms. From boisterous chatter, you know, that all of us were involved in, you know, to, to sissy talk. <laughs> um, is it I? Is it me? And I'm the one who's going to betray you? As it turned out, it actually turned out to be one of us. You know, that sly, conniving, scheming Judas Iscariot. Man, I always knew. I always had my doubts about him. I knew there was something fishy about the way he was handling our money bag. But we broke bread, we drank the cup, we sing a few songs, and then we make our way, as we often did, to the Mount of Olives, where we often prayed. But but that night, it was, well, we were kind of tired and weary of the day and with all the preparations. And so, so, so he went off on his own, which, which wasn't unusual for, for him to go off on his own and to, and to go and pray. But you know, it was while trodding along on our way to the Mount of Olives, another bombshell. You will all fall away because of me this night. Holy mackerel! <laughs> I'm not going to be one of those um, who would do that. I'm not going to be like these others, these, this bunch of clownfish. Um, I told the Lord, straight, they might do that, but, but I, I will, I will never, never fall away. You know, Jesus looked at me with that look that he would often give. And then he says to me, Truly, I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Never, Lord! <laughs> Even if I must die for you, I've said it before, I will not deny you. Nevertheless, when we arrived at the garden, he went off on his own and he prayed. While we, well, as I said before, you know, we were tired, we slept. And then it all unfolded so, so quickly. You know, one minute he was praying, one minute he was with us, you know, almost reprimanding for us for having fallen asleep. Then he goes off to pray. And the next thing, the place is filled with Torches of fire, soldiers, swords, priests, elders, led by you-know-who. And with a kiss, he betrayed him. Now, I'm a man of my word. And my first reaction was, I grabbed a sword and just swung it wild, wildly, cutting off one of the ears in the process. But him, as gentle as ever, brought calm and healing. The other disciples, they fled. Me? Well, I, I kind of admit that I, I tried to, to run at first. But I, 
I'm, I, I, I had made a, a promise, you know, and, and, and I was not going to, going to break that promise. I, I, was, I was not going to betray him. You see, I, I'm a man of my word, as I said. So I, I did try to, try to run. But because of that promise, I, I followed. Okay, maybe it was at a distance. And so they led him to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. There he's brought before the elders, the priests, and he is accused of blasphemy on the basis of false witnesses of hearsay. You know, they, they, they twisted his words. They mock him. They taunt him. He remains quiet as a lamb. And when he eventually answers, they go berserk. They strike him. I witness all this. I see all of this. But from a distance, one of the servant girls come along and to me and says, you were with Jesus. I don't know what you mean, um, I say. Um, I, I, I move closer to, to, to the entrance, you know, maybe a little bit further, just in case um, somebody sees me again, you know, I can, I can make myself less obscure. Another servant girl, though, comes and points to me. This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. No, I, I, I even swear an oath. I do not know this man. It's not too long after that. Yet another comes, looks at me, pauses for a minute and says, Certainly you too are one of them. Your accent betrays you. By everything within me, I said to her, have you not heard me saying it before? I said so before, I'm saying so again, and I'm saying so for the third time, I do not know that man. Hardly had I uttered those words. And then I heard it. In the distance, a rooster crowed. I mean, as it often did, you know, often waking me many a morning, uh, announcing to me, you know, that the time was there to get up and to go out to the lake. Anticipation of what the day could bring. This time, though, in my ears, it was like a shriek. A shriek of condemnation. I ran away from thee. And I wept. Like I cannot remember weeping before. I've never experienced such emotional turmoil. Such darkness. And in the meantime... 
They took him away. Brought him before Pilate. More trumped up charges. They scourged him. They spat on him. Treated him like a common criminal. And in the utter humiliation. Condemned him to die. By crucifixion. I was watching at a distance. And after he had died, they buried him. And we thought, well, that's the end. Turns out, it was actually only the beginning. You see, after our Sabbath, it was broken suddenly by a frightening call. Woman screaming, they, they, they have taken his body. We, we, we raced to the tomb. John, being much younger than me, um, outran me, you know, and got it before me. And, but, but when I arrived, sure, his body was no longer there. But strange as it may seem, the grave clothes was just lying there. Could it be? Yes, we remembered. He had said so before. He spoke about being destroyed, that temple and and being and being rebuilt again. Could it be? Yes, he said it. But could it be that he was alive? But, but if that's so, um, I mean, I betrayed him. I had, I had promised. But, you know, Jesus did make an appearance. First, a, a very brief appearance. He appeared to us all of a sudden in, in, in a room. Um, but I was there, but I couldn't look at him. Not that is until the next morning. You see, that previous night we had gone out onto the lake, going back to what we had done before. Fishing. Caught absolutely nothing not even a sardine and just as as day was breaking out there out there on the shore stood a man he called out to us you know almost as a taunt you know caught anything no was obviously our reply and then he makes one of the most ridiculous suggestions I have ever heard. Cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I never, in all my years of fishing, this lake. But then again, we had nothing to lose. Because we anyway we had, we had nothing, and we were 
going to be heading to shore anyway and so we did it we cast the net on the right side of the boat and it was like like magic no 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 it it it, it was actually a miracle could but, but 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 could it be could it be possible one of the disciples i think it was john said it's the lord man i didn't even think twice i just threw myself into the sea swam over got to the shore and and what was there um a fire already all prepared bread ready for us to eat i mean we we had caught i mean we when we counted 153 fish we took some of that fish and we cooked it on that fire we ate but in an astonished silence until he broke the silence and posed a question not to anyone else but to me he spoke to me I denied him three times and three times he asked me Simon Peter do you love me I answered in fact twice I answered yes Lord you know that I love you it was like each question was striking over and atoning for every single one of my denials on the third time though when he asked that same question again Simon Peter do you love me I could only out of the depths of my heart and with a sense of desperation answer Lord you know everything you know that I love you and you know what he he forgave me such deep betrayal but he covered it over and more than that in that process he restored me he brought me back in to feed the lambs to feed the sheep he graciously restored me and that my dear friends is the story that I wish to share you see no matter what the wrong might be that you have done and let me tell you I did many many bad things within my life I mean I can tell you fishermen's tales about life out there on the open waters and but but but, but let me go there I think I think I think you know no matter what 
your transgression. No matter what your shortcoming, no matter what your rebellion, like me, to my absolute embarrassment, no matter what your betrayal, He forgives. I think John, the one he loved, summed this up very well. And in closing, I would like to share that with you. John records it as follows. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. But for me, as for now, sorry, I have to be off. Why? Because I have to go to a fish fry.